Welcome to another episode of Nikki Jameson Art Talks, a podcast where we artists talk about our creative lives and share our stories. I'm Nikki Jameson, and today my guest is figurative artist instructor and entrepreneur Gina Delphine from Phoenix, Arizona. Gina's beautiful drawings of the human form express and reflect the human condition, be that personal loss, sorrow, grief, joy, sensuality, beauty, vulnerability, and more. Gina's personal mission includes teaching people to draw the human form. Let's get into the interview. Okay, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Nikki Jameson Artist Talk. This is Nikki Jameson podcast where I talk to amazing artists all over the world. And today we have Gina Delphin, who is joining us from Phoenix, Arizona. So we're going to have a wonderful time talking to Gina and she does some amazing art, which she calls sketches of the human figure. So Gina, welcome. Hello, Nikki. Thank you so much for having me. It's such an honor, and I'm so flattered that you asked me to do this. It's my first time. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Gina. So it's wonderful to have you, and I'm so excited to talk about your art. And we're just gonna go through a little, a uh, few questions. So we'll discuss your art, and it'll, it'll be fine. You won't, yes. you won't even think about it being your, being your first time. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay, Gina. Thank you so much for agreeing to be a guest on the uh, podcast. And so the first question I have is to ask you, actually it's not a question, it's to ask you, tell us a little bit about yourself and tell us how you began your creative journey. Okay, well, um, I was born and raised in Southern California, you know, currently living in Arizona. I'm a daughter of Filipino immigrants. Uh, they're divorced. And uh, as a child, I grew up with a lot of insecurities. Um, I attended private high, private Catholic school, and uh, at a very young age, my my dad, um, who's an engineer, was already asking me uh, what my career choice was, um, and it was either going to be, you know, are you going to be a doctor, nurse, or engineer, like himself. So. Um, so at a young age, I felt a lot of pressure. Grades were really important. And, uh, I always felt like, uh, I couldn't measure up to anyone's expectations. And, uh, so immediate, so I knew that immediately my art and drawing was my forte. It was my escape. So, um, and then jumping into high school, um, I, um, you know, I loved art and I developed a, a strong interest in the human figure as a subject matter. And my very first breakthrough challenge was to draw the human, um, draw and paint a replica of Venus and Adonis by Titian. It was just a very small painting. Uh, 11 by 14, I wanted to push myself. So jumping into college, um, I pursued art in college with the intention of having some kind of artistic job in the animation industry. And at least that's what I thought that I wanted to do. Um, and it involved 
heavily in the understanding of the human figure and movement. So I took, uh, went to several colleges, but I uh, landed my degree at uh, California State University Fullerton. So I took a lot of um, core classes for animation, life drawing and painting, gesture drawing, head and hands portraiture, um, of course, classes in sequential art, pencil animation, and cartooning. Meanwhile, I, in college, I developed a really strong fascination with just the human figure and portraiture. And it uh, surpassed, it seemed like that was my stronger point than cartooning and sequential art. And uh, drawing characters. So, make a long story story short. After that, I just decided not to pursue animation. Like I said earlier, it basically spawned from my deep fascination with the complexity of the human figure and the human body. Um, when I was in college, I mean, I took classes in uh, physiology, anatomy. And my interests continue to grow. I, I've always been inspired by the work of Michelangelo and Da Vinci. Just seeing the images of the Sistine Chapel and the Vitruvian Man were always burned in my brain. And it just, over the years, it just became a habit for me to keep drawing and studying the human figure. Innately, I just felt the need to keep progressing and always it's now here's where the ego um, comes in. I just felt like the need to master it. Like I said, drawing and sketching um, just became part of my self-identity. But aside from all that, aside from the academics and my deep fascination in the last few years, it's it's really become a reflection of the raw human condition and some personal experiences of mine. Um, a few years ago, I experienced a couple of miscarriages, one in 2017 and 2015. Uh, I almost lost my brother several years ago. He went through a very serious illness. It was a gastrointestinal disease, and he was at that point of near death. And on top of that, <laughs> um, I had a slight personal, you know, a very small breast cancer scare. So there's, you know, a few experiences there. That's a lot there. there. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so, so, so that's, that's, that's a lot, right? So, yes. so Gina, so Gina uh, that brings us to the next question then, because my next uh, question was, what inspires your, your creativity and your artistry? So. Clearly, that is, as you said, that is part of it. And is there anything else? How do you, how do you let that reflect what's been going on and your personal experiences in your art? Uh, let's see. It's, I mean, art creation is also, it's also therapeutic. It's, it's an outlet for me to express um, sorrow, grief, but also 
just being a woman, sensuality, the beauty of being male or female. Um, and it's the beauty of sharing people, um, my transparency and, and, and sharing people's vulnerability. I also draw and sketch in response to just events that current events that happen. Maybe it was the passing of an important figure in history or someone that I knew. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree that uh, art is therapeutic and you can explore things that are going on in your world and in the world around, you know, in the world around us. And uh, that's one of the wonderful things about art. But uh, I love how you've just said how it, you use it to express, as you've just said, things that have happened and also about the human form anyway, in and of itself, right? Right. And there's just so much noise out there. You're Society, as we know it not right now, we're just bombarded with information. We have information overload. And if I were to speak, I speak with images. I speak with um, my hand on the paper. And I allow the viewer to um, take it in and interpret any way they want to make it their own kind of like a yeah. a song my my i see my sketches as sort of like songs oh wow as yeah sort of like in an analogy you know they're kind of so an analogy would be that there there's a message there every note counts and it's straight to the point <laughs> yes yes I love that. That is really, yeah. <laughs> right. It's not a fully orchestrated piece. My sketches are, I would say, kind of simplistic, but not a lot of background. It's just, yeah. It's just the, I the want to elegance. convey expression, like a yeah. human bodily lang um, language and expression. Yeah. And I can say they they do that. And people listening to this, if you haven't seen Gina's work, we're going to include some links in the show notes. And I hope you'll check out her work on Instagram, because like I was saying to you, Gina, some, I've been looking at some of them way before we decided to do this call. <laughs> and I said, like I said, some of them look like they're going to actually get up and, and walk. <laughs> I, I can't really describe it, which is probably why there are, because I think you don't really need that many words, really, if you're just looking at it and interpreting it in the way that appeals to, to you. So that's what I wanted to say about that. <laughs> Well, thank you. It's a nice compliment. And that's what I want to Great. convey. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they're very wonderful, almost lifelike um, sketches, because that's what I said. I said, very sophisticated sketches. <laughs> well, I well, I mean, in college, I had some really great professors, and um, the one thing that I got out of it of my studies was that the idea of the Gisalt theory that the whole is 
greater than the sum of its parts. So every line that you make, every stroke, every whatever you make on paper or on the canvas counts and and people are going to take in everything that they see. And I, over the years, I practiced so much of that. I want to make sure that the message was clear there. Yes. Oh, yes. Yes. It, it, it comes across clearly to me anyway. All right. Thank you for that, Gina. So, Gina, what inspires you to keep growing creatively? And following on from that, how do you, you remain motivated and inspired? Great questions. So my whole life, I've always valued uh, lifelong education and personal growth. Always wanted to keep moving forward and not be stagnant. I think that, you know, we're given this gift of this brain and hand working together. So it constantly needs fostering or, or else it would atrophy. And I'm, and I'm afraid of that. I, I want to keep growing. I, I do whatever I can to stay in shape artistically as well as just what I have, my, my personal being. Um, I think that whatever gift that you were given, it should be treasured and used for a greater purpose. And it, it's got to be shared. And, you know, um, we, we never know when our time is up. So, you know, every day I give it my best shot, want to feel like I'm a contribu- contributor to society. So that's nice. how I feel about it. Wonderful. Wonderful. Gina, and, and okay, so you give it your best shot every day. And um, so is that how you, is there anything you do, I should say, to remain motivated and inspired? Or do you, are you always motivated? Do you always feel motivated? Um, well, I, right now I, I work part-time as an after-school art instructor for um, young Rembrandts. So I teach art to children ages kindergarten to elementary age and um that i mean inspiring children and practicing my verbal skills that that keeps me motivated i eventually i knew that i kind of decided that my personal mission was to um to to teach people how to draw and approach approach the human form and draw bring out their confidence in their drawing. So eventually, I want to teach at an adult level, and I'm working on that. Yeah. And right. possibly and possibly write a book and accumulate all my my works into that. Oh, that will be amazing! I'm going to buy it. <laughs> write it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know other artists who are, do, who are writing books as well, or putting together books, and it's like, oh my gosh, I know these artists. I'm going to buy their books. Right? Yeah, <laughs> uh, so. it's, it's it's one thing seeing everything on a on a screen, but I actually it's it's actually a very different feeling when when not only do you know uh, the artists in um, whatever capacity, but you also have something physical uh, from them. So it it kind of all comes together, but. Yeah, I'd say do it. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's going to take some time, but uh, I I kind of that that's in the back of my brain, so it's it's yeah. brewing, it's brewing. 
Wonderful. 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 And that will bear fruit. Wonderful. Okay, Gina. So can you share a little bit about how your art has impacted your life and how it's impacted the life of others? Oh, great. Um, Great question. Wow. I prepared everything all your questions and good question. I got to come up with an answer. <laughs> uh, I'm looking at my notes here. Yeah. The life of, of others in any way, shape oh, or form. Okay. You know, it doesn't have to be huge. It's, just it's what do you think? It's kept me grounded and, and humbled because that's, that's a, a gift that there, you can't, that it takes a lot of hard work, effort over the years. Uh, you can't you can't purchase it. Uh, you just have to keep fostering it. How has it impacted others? That's um, well, that's hard to to really gauge. But uh, well, well, how do you think it? Maybe the responses I get from well working at my job, uh, I love seeing children uh, grow and uh, keep registering for another class. So I get a lot of repeat students and I can see their confidence building up. As far as my personal works, um, how has it impacted other people? Uh, Well, I've had people approach me for um, a few uh, commissions. I mean, I I did one for Juan Rosa, who's a photographer, and uh, I I sketched a picture of him in the nude. And it it was a way for him to express his being and... Um, being proud of who he was. Yeah. So that's. Um, you probably, you prob- you've probably never thought of it before, really, right? Is that. <laughs> I don't know whether it's anything that we typically ne- necessarily think of. I mean. Um, I, was, I was asked to participate in a few gallery shows here in Phoenix at the Mono Orchid. I, my portraits are shown. My celebrity portraits were shown at the Mono Orchid some years ago, and I was a participating artist in the Wild Artist Show. And afterwards, you're going to think of a lot more examples, but that's great. You know, that I mean, that is great. And I especially loved, you know, the story when you um, sketched someone and it was their way of expressing who they are and 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 their being. And I, I think that's that is amazing. That is. That is really, really cool, right? And especially meant, obviously meant something to him, which is what all art um, in some way, shape or form is, is, is a way of expression, you know, our own expression and that you can use your art for other people to feel that they can express themselves as well is even, even more wonderful. Okay, Gina, so what are your two biggest challenges, would you say, and how do you how do you meet them? So you can do one and then how you meet it and then talk about the other one and how you meet it, if you like. Okay, so here are my answers. 
here's my initial response. So the first is, I would say, living and balancing the concepts of being fully present. So some months ago, I took a hiatus from uh, drawing and sketching, and I read a lot of books. I reread Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle and uh, some other ones, Law of of Success in 16 Lessons. And right now I'm currently reading uh, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. But anyway, going back to that, living and balancing the concepts of being being fully present, um, appreciating every waking waking second and not worrying about the future, which is the which are the ideas by Eckhart Tolle. While at the same time, I'm a planner and a strategist. So I'm planning and strategizing our future, my husband and me, because he needs to retire and I want him to be happy too. He's, he's got his own physical, you know, my, yeah. our bodies yeah. are going to break down. But, uh, and number two, I would say my second biggest challenge is uh, probably blocking mental distractions. So I do my best to delay instant gratification. And I learned to say no to people and things. Yeah. And, and your question was, how do I meet them? Well, I just remind myself, I, if I get that itch, like, okay, it's, it's time to take out your pens and, and start drawing. You know, I, I do that. Like now is the time like, I feel like, okay, it's time to, to bust out and, and work on a new project. Stay balanced because I'm also an entrepreneur on the side. I, I, uh, I look at investment opportunities. and. Yeah. Yeah. Great. That's awesome. So I totally get it really takes discipline to be present. When I wake up in the morning, uh, our moment together, my husband and I, um, is very precious. We have our cup of coffee and we've just taken the morning breeze, which is uh, rare here in Phoenix. We've had it's finally cooling down, <laughs> but try to do whatever we can to start the day off slow. And then it just kind of accelerates. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But at, least, but at least you do something physically, like you physically discipline yourself to do something and take that time in the morning because so, it's so tempting to just sort of just bounce into your day and then you just never stop. Yeah, so that's, let's go to the next question then. So all your creative endeavors and you're an entrepreneur as well. How do you, how do you balance everything? How do you keep everything kind of on an even keel? So, so it all sort of works for you. Okay. It's, um, it's sort of part of, um, what I mentioned earlier, I'm, I'm, I'm goal oriented every day. I make a list of top things that I need to focus on or do for today. And I plan out my focus for the week. I, my husband and I 
when we find the time to do it, we uh, we like to create together. So sometime during the week, if a week or two passes by, we'll find the time for him to play his guitar and I, and I sketch at the same time. So he's playing his music and then I, I do my sketching. Oh, that's nice. How, how, so he's a, he's a musician, right? Oh, it's it's just a hobby that he right. he works for the the art museum. He's he's a kind of a builder. Hmm. Okay. But so that's that's his hobby. Okay. So how does okay? So how does a play? How does how does what transpires when he plays the guitar and you sketch? Do does it? How does that influence your sketching, or is it just the uh, just doing it together? How? What's that experience like? I guess that's what I'm asking. Um, it's just goes back to the concept of being present and enjoying feeding off each other's vibes. So when I hear his music, I'm in a good mood. And I mean, I, I'm usually always listening to music when I sketch. I love the works from... I love acoustic uh, guitar. Like guitar, yeah, me too. John Mayer. Yeah. It just depends what I'm in the mood for. Yeah, yeah. I I find when I listen to music, and I, I should do it more often, I do listen to music when I'm creating my art, and it makes a real difference to my uh, creative process. And I can't actually explain, explain how it does if I'm asked to explain it, but it just does. And particularly certain kinds of certain kinds of uh, music, preferably without words. But uh, <laughs> but that uh, yeah okay very cool. And, All right, uh, yes. So I would on, like Gina. to add to that too. <laughs> sure, so, go ahead. It's your conversation. Go ahead. I think that uh, of course I'm a believer in just love, lifelong learning and self education. So. Of course, um, there's comes to a point where I, I need to keep reading, and so yeah, like I said, I am currently reading um, Seven Habits of Highly Successful People, or and or highly effective people. Yeah, and has it helped? Has it helped you? How has it helped you? Does it help? It it's just really instructions on how how to how to how to live your day, and how to fit, focus on uh, your personal mission. What's important to you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a great book. Well, what highly recommended book. All right. Okay, Gina. Thank you for that. So. So where can people find out more about you and your work and how can people get in touch with you? Okay. So um, you can find some something about me on yabyumwest.com. It's a local Phoenix arts online publication, arts publication. If you go to yabyum that's Y-A-B-Y-U-M-West.com. Just search my name, Gina Delphine, and a little bit of information will pop up. But you can follow me under at Delphine, Delphine underscore nudes. 
and direct people can can get in touch with me by direct messaging me i can be emailed also at delphinefigureart at gmail.com there you go all right okay and uh gina you send me the links to your sites and your instagram and uh, i'll put those in the show notes so don't forget to do that so people if you listen to this episode that's where you can get in touch with gina and do check out her instagram and her wonderful work it's really quite incredible and uh, the the links will be in the show notes if you forget them from hearing them on this episode all right gina thank you for that all right Gina, tell us a little bit about this now. What's your vision? You talked about your personal mission. What's your vision for yourself and your creative life? And where are you on that journey, would you say? Sure. So my vision or my chief aim personally is to teach people how to draw and approach the human form and to really bring out their confidence in drawing. Because we're you know, this is a, there's a really great book, and I'm sure you've heard of it. It's called Drawing on the Right Side of the Brain. It's all about a brain switch. And I, I, and I know that people are... Drawing is, is really not, a, I would say, a survival skill. So people, so a lot of people just, they don't, for, a lot of people don't progress past, past age eight or, or 10. They go on to do something else. But I find that people are always, self, especially some of my students are criticizing. There's a, like a dialogue going on in their brain while they're trying to draw. And they're, that's what gets them intimidated when they're drawing. But when you switch right brain you're just focused on images and lines so right now like i said i'm an after school art instructor but uh right now i'm i would love to plan a proposal for um either perhaps a portraiture class or introduction to drawing the human figure at our, our local um institution here yeah, and eventually just, like I said, teach um, figure drawing to, to adults and, and possibly write a book. All right. Well, I, I can say as an artist that I hate to, I don't like to put anything in, in a negative sense and say I can't draw, but I literally can't draw. <laughs> that is a reality. Why, is, why do people tell me that all the time? I, I because they feel that they can't do it. Because I, I see. Here's the thing: <laughs> I admire people who can who can draw whatever it is they're drawing, whether it's illustration, whether it's like your amazing figures. And I, and I know this is a question of practice and, and and discipline. Like with like with most things. That's why I don't. I, that's why I thought before I said I can't draw because I think that's a negative way of putting things I don't usually put things in that <laughs> context but the fact is that I gotta be I gotta be truthful at this point in time I think my drawing is crap and uh I really oh, yeah. I 
I, I would like to be better at it. I struggle and I struggle with it. But I, when I put things down on paper in my so-called, and I'm doing air quotes here, quote unquote, drawing, it looks like rubbish to me. Oh so, and I know I would have to draw, like I uh, draw, sorry. I actually have this book on um, sketching and drawing because I wanted to do it because I wanted to um, paint, paint digitally, but paint. And I wanted to be able to start from a sketch. But, you know, I haven't put the time. I know I haven't put the time and the energy into learning that. And I know there are a lot of people who literally look at what other people do in terms of drawing. It just complete awe and think that they don't see they don't see how they're going to get from where they are to that to even half that level. So, you know, from from this side of the fence, it's like, wow. How I, I wonder how I could ever how I could ever do that, and I know that. <laughs> so here's that's a little that's a little uh, from my uh, pers- perspective. This is why people say that because they literally feel that they can't they can't draw, you know. And I know that you know you can say this and uh, you you know either w- whatever you say you're right, but I can't say that I can draw now because I can't. <laughs> I don't, well, I don't feel I can draw to that level anyway. Let me put it let me put it that way. <laughs> oh goodness! You know, yeah, yeah. I, I just want to say that your images just—you, we really, there's not enough words that in the human in the English language to to really describe visually what we see. You know, images, and your, the best way I can describe your works is that your your images just they melt. Oh, and thank the you. Colors, wow. you you communicate through color and it's just so dreamlike and that's your that's your way of communication we we communicate in our own way and yes, not with the absolutely. same kind of tools I totally I totally agree and uh you're absolutely right then thank you for saying that about uh my work it in uh, to, just the corollary of what I was just saying there, my strengths for drawing are not great, but I don't I don't spend a lot of time worrying about it because I know I can express myself in another way that doesn't sort of rely on it to that to, to that extent. And then and then in my own time, because I would really like to learn how to draw confidently, maybe not, you know, fantastic enough for people who have been doing it for years because everything takes practice. There's no overnight success. I know that. But I, because I can do this other expression with my collage work and my artwork, I don't worry so much about drawing. But if I want to paint, and I have started learning to paint, I would like to be able to just start from sketching something as opposed to starting from a photo reference or starting from something else. Because it, it feels, it kind of feels like there's, there's something missing from a painting angle, you know, from a strict painting angle. So that's something maybe I will learn in the future or, you know, apply myself to kind of do it just to get just to get confidence in it. But yeah, you would be my ideal, my student. (laughs) Yes. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm sure there's a whole we don't say it very often, um, uh, you know, because it's like, yeah, and I don't know why it is. We're kind of maybe backwards about coming forwards about saying, okay, well, we, we can't do it. Because sometimes when we say it, it, it sounds overtly negative. You know, don't say you can't do that because you really can if you tried. But the fact is that if I'm trying to draw like a person or a stick person, it comes out, it doesn't come out right. Let me just put it that way. 
Well, I don't worry about it too much, but I'm talking to somebody who's like, as far as I'm concerned, you're light years in with you. You're listening to the Nikki Jameson Art Talks podcast with my guest figurative artist, Gina Delphine. The podcast is available in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you usually stream. Let's get back to the interview. Wow. You know, I would just like, thank you, but I, I would just love to say that, you know, we all have our strengths and weaknesses and it's okay to, you know, um, you know, con- like we're in, we, we know what direction we'll want to go into and our weaknesses, we well, we know what that is. And, um, and it's, it's okay. I think that it's it's interesting because there's got to be a great motiv- motivational factor as an artist and why we, why we do what we do. I'll, I'll tell you a really short story. In fifth grade, fifth grade, I was very very humiliated. <laughs> At one point, oh, that's all right. You're you know we're, we're children. Uh, so we in our class we were asked. We, our assignment was to do a self-portrait. Okay, 10 years old, um, our, our teacher just say just tells us, okay, just draw yourself. All right, no instruction, you know, just bring a mirror to class and just do it. Well, <laughs> um, well, at that age, as um, to my understanding, uh, well, children draw... Uh, not what they what they see, but they draw symbolically or what they want to see. So maybe I stretched out the truth, and I just when I finished my drawing, I heard a lot of snickers and whispering. And when my and and everyone's self portrait was up on the wall, and I I could tell that people were laughing at mine. After that point, I said. I was just so embarrassed and humiliated. I said, well, I'm going to master drawing people's faces and I don't care care what they say. I'm going to get better at this. So that was my motivation. It was just being very embarrassed. Yeah. Well, isn't that, that's amazing. Isn't that wonderful though? You said you determined to master it as opposed to saying, I'm never doing this again. Right. You know, and, uh, (laughs) Sometimes these things, you know, they're like little, I don't know, they're, they're like triggers to kind of, like, as you say, motivate us to like overcome that. So no one's going to laugh at this again because it's actually going to turn out to be better than anything. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I, yeah. So I yeah. just, and that, and portraiture along with um, figure drawing um, will always be a part of me too. Yes. Just yes. capturing likeness. Yeah. And you just know how to do it, though. You know, it's like, this is what I mean when I say that I'm fascinated with people who, you know, can do that and capture a likeness like that. And uh, it, you, make, you make it look effortless. And um, it's, it, I, anyway, I, I, I don't have enough words to describe it, to describe it but I, I, I really am very, very admiring. Uh, of, of your work Thank and, you. uh, and it's, it's just all about job. practice yeah. Yeah. You, yeah. You, you have a lot of like bad I mean 
as artists, we have a lot of bad art and bad drawings. It just has to come out. It has to come out. <laughs> yeah. So and, right. and all your bad art and drawings, they're, they're going to come out in the beginning. And yes. that's where confidence builds up. Yeah. You'll see that's, your like progress. Uh, yeah. And that's, that's, that's a very encouraging thing for um, artists as well. Um, but they, should know that just because you do bad work or bad stuff, bad drawers, bad whatever it is, it's all part of the process, right? It's all part of it. You can't have, you can't get to the good without doing the bad stuff, right? That's how I look at it anyway. Yeah. And uh, I think in our tech over technical world, it's, uh, and people, you know, like we were talking about Instagram, we're going to talk about social media in a, in a little bit. We post up work and stuff and we tend to not post the bad stuff because, we don't want people to think, oh, what the heck is that kind of thing? And we're kind of embarrassed about it. But now I just post up, you know, oh, okay, this may be not be that great, but I spent so much time on it, it's going up. Well, you know, <laughs> on, on to the next very, one. <laughs> you know, we're very protective of the ego. It's Ego just lurks and it's that ego meaning the false sense of identity. That that story we play in our head, you know, it's it lurks, and we're always trying to protect it. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. we just have to, especially when we're learning something new, we gotta let our guard down and be forgiving, and just do what is needed to be done to get to refine your craft. Yes, I totally agree. I love that, Gina. Thank you so much for that. All right, Gina. So let's move on to the next uh, piece. That was I love talking about this whole area of uh, of uh, achievement and progress and practice and uh, you know the everyday kind of maybe mundane may seem mundane, but it's all part of it and it's all very important. So, but you know that maybe is another whole episode. So <laughs> I'm going to move on. Right. Okay. So what is your take on social media? And uh, if you use it, how has it helped you in reaching your artistic goals? And then I'm going to ask you the last question, the question around that, which is, would you recommend it? But tell us what your take is on social media from an artist. Sure. Uh, right now, I'm only using it um, only to share and inspire. I don't like advertising and I'm not there all the time because I'm focused on, I think it could, I think social media it is what it is. It's information sharing, but it can be a big distraction. So I do prefer face-to-face -face communication. So if anyone contacts me, I would love, I, I love to take it to the next level and meet with them personally or, or on a video call, just like what we did earlier. That's, that's such fun, actually, the parts before we actually start talking. <laughs> Yes. I love that actually it's because it's, it's really it's really intriguing it's the first time you see someone that you've either been following or talking to on social media and then you're actually it's like you're sitting in their living room right talking Hi. to them and it's like mind-blowing mm -hmm. <laughs> all right so social media it is what it is um can be a, dis a distraction but you know you are there to share your work because I see your work when you when you share it and thank you so much for commenting on my work I really love your Oh, man. Thank yes. you. They're really cool. And uh, how has it helped you in reaching your artistic goals? It was the, was the next part of that. 
if if it has at all. Maybe it hasn't. I don't know. Oh, you know, I, I'm not focused too much on my artistic goals through social media. It's just mm. it's just an outlet for now. Um, right. For now, I don't have any plans with it until I've got my other priorities straightened out. Great, great, great. And would you recommend it for other artists? I would say if there is an advice to give give to other artists, I would say work on your craft first and refine it and really be mindful and stay, just be mindful of social media addiction. Yeah. Yeah. It can be very addictive. <laughs> it cre- It creeps up on you, actually. It creeps up on you. If you're not, if you're not, if you're not careful. Exactly. Yeah. And, uh, lots of ego. Um, it can re- anyway, I don't want to go down, down, that, <laughs> down that rabbit hole, but <laughs> yes. you have to, you, everything is about balancing it, right. And not becoming beholden to it because it's just amazing how it can just sneak up on you and then actually, um, you know, move you in a completely different direction. Right. But, uh, but it has its plus points because if not for social media, we would not be talking this morning. So, exactly. you know what? And uh, it's, it's done. Uh, I've met some amazing people through it. So um, it, it, it has its place. And uh, in this, where, you know, when we're sort of all over the world, I think it's really great for connecting and engaging with people, at least at an initial level and, you know, taking it to the next level if, if we wish to. So, I totally agree. <laughs> All right. Okay. So Gina, do you have any tips for artists who would like to do what you're doing in their creative life or who may want to become more creative either in their area or the area of uh, portraiture or drawing, drawing any tips for artists in general? Read drawing on the right side of the brain. All right. Uh, look at lots and lots of artwork. Visit. Europe, if you can. <laughs> why did why 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 did you say that? I know why you said it, but why did you say why did you say visit Europe if you can? <laughs> well, a lot of masters were just so disciplined, and it was not just paint and do whatever you want. It's study and learn and refine. Yeah, yeah. But it, not everyone wants to draw people and and that's fine too so look at a lot of art look at a lot of art study the works of artists that inspire inspire you and that you admire and um you have to keep doing it you have to keep doing it and doing it and not and keep messing it messing up just get out all your bad stuff (laughs) yeah 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 no, I, I think that's so important, though. Keep doing it. Keep messing up. Um, keep pushing forward, and you know, keep in mind your vision and you know where you want to go. And especially, don't compare yourself to other people, right? Because I know that is such a <laughs> sort of a, it, it's so. And even with social media, it's actually become a little. I think it's more prevalent because there's more stuff to see, right? Be so mindful. If you're not, yes, be mindful of the chatter that's going on in your head you can't compare yourself to your peers uh my my brain left me (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> bring, it, bring it back. <laughs> we could, we could, we can move on. Then when it comes, when you remember your thoughts. <laughs> Go spend on. a lot of money on materials at all. You, oh right! Don't, don't spend a lot of money. I, I don't spend a lot of money at all. Right. My, my craft comes out of um, just my circumstances. I have a small house. I don't have a lot of space. I don't like chemicals, so I don't work with paint. So it's always been pen on paper. You know? that's how what it's become out of my present circumstances. It's portable. My my images are only my latest ones. I would say in the last few years are only um, in half by twelve or in half by eleven sheets. Like it's that small. So do what works for you. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Don't you don't have to have huge big uh, paintings. You know you can have small um, paintings and small create small artwork. And I love the idea. I love the idea of portability. I mean my work is digital. Yes. And I am absolutely over the moon that it just comes with me, at least. And I've learned, I've taught myself to also learn to create on um, using the iPad now. Where oh, I can that's wonderful. And play. Yes, I had a chat with another uh, artist. I did a podcast and she was completely um, immersed in, uh, she creates all her art on the iPad. And it's just wonderful, painterly, beautiful stuff for whom I admire. So that's why I had to interview her. <laughs> But, um, and after that, I went back to my iPad, which I've had for, for a while. And I said, I, you know what, I'm going to be, but I'm going to really try and do, do more on it. So yeah, it comes with me. It's portable and I don't have chemicals or messy paint or anything to clean up or anything like that. Which, uh, and I, <laughs> I don't live in a huge, huge space. So, you know, yeah, yeah. So That's I don't have wonderful. to buy. And I'd like to say that I've, I've also dabbled in, yeah, digital tools as well. I've I've done a lot of, I've done some in the past. I love it too. I love it. I I've just completely like yeah. I just want to I just want to explore that territory to the nth degree. And because it's digital, there's literally no um, no boundaries really. So, <laughs> so, but to your to your point, um, you know, really do what what people artists do what should do what works. For them, you know, don't feel that because somebody does, you know, something, they have to do the exact same thing or, you know, don't feel intimidated by that. And I think that is a really, really good tip. Yeah. Okay, Gina, thank you so much for that. And uh, and you also mentioned practicing because um, if they want to be, people want to become more creative. Did you want to say anything more about that? So maybe there are people who kind of like have maybe started and given up or they don't know how to you know, how do they get going with this? Okay, they want to do this particular area, maybe drawing, maybe painting, whatever, and they just don't know how to to get started, right? Um, pick a subject that you really love. You know, if if you love the outdoors, you got to be surrounded, be in the outdoors a lot. <laughs> be surround. look at several images of um, works that you admire that have to do with landscaping. Uh, um, you have to study visually as well. Um, if you like, you know, just study what you're really interested in. That's, that's my first tip. And then if you like the disciplinary um, environment of a class, yes, class. 
but uh, you know, um, get get some um, look for some reviews or ask people who've taken the class. And that's all I can say about that. Or if you want to do it in your own, do it on your own. If you're that disciplined, there's there's the internet and oh, you yeah. have your tools. So there's so much now on the internet that uh, you can. You, you can actually learn a lot. You can take online classes as well and you can learn from other people. And uh, it's amazing now that, you know, you're not limited, right? So, yeah, I've, and I've yeah. done that myself because after, um, after college, I, I actually um, learned some 3D modeling basics. For, I, I taught myself several months. For several months, I took some tutorials. So, yeah, I dabbled into a little bit learning a little bit of Maya 3D modeling. So I, besides sketching with actual pen and paper, you know, I've done a little bit of that, a little bit of Photoshop painting. Yes. Yes. Awesome. All right, Gina, thank you so much for that. That's great. So everybody, if you're listening, Gina has some great tips. If you're, you know, you want to become more creative, um, just, just do it, just start. And, uh, Focus on what works uh, for you and look at lots of art. And as Gina said, pick something that really makes you passionate. And uh, it's much easier doing it, doing it that way. All right. So, Gina, do you have any last thoughts that you'd like to share? This has been a really great interview, by the way. Um, I've, I've really loved learning uh, more about how you, you see things and uh, your art. It's wonderful. What last tips have you got? that you'd like to share just in general? Um, just pick up a pen or a pencil and paper, even like a stack of uh, really simple uh, 500, like one ream of paper and just get a like library books if you, if you want and just draw and just copy as much as you can do. I will actually take that advice myself in terms of drawing. Yes. <laughs> I was writing it down, pick up a pen or pencil. And I recycle like too. Pen. Recycle Sorry, too. Go recycle. through the old sheet. Yes. Go use the front and back, like 500 sheets. Use up all the whole stack and draw. That, that's all I can state. That's all I can say. Ah, <laughs> I never heard of that before. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'll write that down. Yes, you'll be amazed how far you can progress by just using up all that paper. What, what do you say about using sketchbooks? You tend to use paper. Do you ever use sketchbooks just out of interest? Um, they're expensive. So and ah. they're not they're not toned. So I just I I buy packs of toned and colored paper and that's that's how I do it. Excellent. Okay. More that's more cost effective that way. Right. Yeah. Sketchbooks are pretty pricey. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I just, I'm more, I, I look at cost. <laughs> <I'm happy. laughs> it's important. Yeah. It's important. You know, let's not, let's not pretend it's important. These things can all add up. Art supplies are not cheap, <laughs> you know? And uh, so that's, it's it's very important and you know it's important to know that you know there are other ways of uh, doing things which we might not have tried or even thought of i never thought of 
you know, having reams of paper and just going oh, yeah. on that. Never. One, one more tip. One more last tip. Yeah, you go. Create a space for yourself in your house, wherever you live, of, of your creative space. So you have to have a desk committed to just art creation. So make your tools available. And so when I draw, I don't have to like search for everything. Everything is just there. And I just go. Right. Good point. That's a very good point. Right. And that's All about right. it. <laughs> <laughs> well, Gina, thank you so much for this episode, for coming and talking to us and yes, sharing you. your, your expertise and your, you know, your wonderful encouragement. Thank you so much. I'm really pleased that we could do this interview. I've been wanting to talk to you about your art for quite some time. And I was so happy you said yes. Oh, and, <laughs> it's, it's, it's been an honor. Thank you so much. You're welcome. The honor, the honor is all mine. So um, that brings us to the end of this interview. So everybody, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Nikki Jameson Artist Talks. And today my guest was Gina Delphine. Gina, um, she does these amazing sketches of the human form. And I, and I hope you'll go check out her Instagram and the sites that she, she's mentioned. The links will be in the show notes. Okay, Gina, so we're going to say um, thanks, Gina, so much. And um, thank you for joining us from okay. Phoenix, Arizona. Hey, goodbye, everybody. Have a nice Bye, day. Bye, everyone. Bye. Have a nice day. Thank you so much for listening. Bye for now. Thank you. You've been listening to the Nikki Jameson Art Talks podcast with my guest, figurative artist, instructor, and entrepreneur, Gina Delphine from Phoenix, Arizona. I hope you enjoyed our interview. You can find me, Nikki Jameson, at nikkijameson.com, Nikki Jameson Art, and Nikki J on Instagram. Thanks for listening and see you next time.